Well, this is Jim Fetzer, your host on Authentic News right here on RBN Live. This first day of March 2024, simulcasting on Speak Free Radio. Three of the most disturbing stories I've ever reported. Francis Macron floats the idea of sending troops to Ukraine. European and NATO leaders shoot his lunacy down to accept that. It's not done. He's now doubled down his remarks about NATO sending troops. And for God's sake, we have Lloyd Austin saying if Ukraine loses, NATO will fight Russia. What is going on here? It's pretty bizarre with Macron. Just uh, days ago, a political survivor Macron wanted to visit the agricultural fair in Paris, a traditional annual event, but... The revolting French farmer broke through security, invaded the fair space, leading him to run. I mean, we got a photograph of his running, surrounded by his security detail. You'd think this beleaguered leader would focus his attention on solving the very dire problem facing his country, France. From unchecked mass migration to poverty, a stagnant economy, crippling green policies, killing French agriculture and more. But no, this is Emmanuel Macron, the man always looking for a positive agenda moment, however inappropriate or in this case catastrophic, the moment may turn out. He's claiming European leaders have been discussing the possibility of sending Western troops to Ukraine in a bilateral fashion. He made sure to repeat the insane idea for everyone in the media to hear, catapulting his idiocy out to the farthest recesses of the globe. But this is, get this now, is antiwar.com is reporting. President Emmanuel Macron. Thursday, stood behind his comments about NATO not ruling out saying troops to Ukraine, despite the uproar it caused and the warning it drew from Russia. There are sufficiently serious issues. Every one of the words that I say on this issue should weighed, thought through, and measured right, of course. Following the media of European leaders, he'd said, there's no consensus today to send in an official endorsed man or troops on the ground, but in terms of dynamics, nothing can be ruled out. He had a warning from Slovakia's prime minister, an opponent of NATO, who said earlier some NATO members were considering centering troops to Ukraine on a bilateral basis. One NATO country that backed up Ukraine is Lithuania. A Baltic nation boring Kaliningrad has an active duty military of about 15,000 troops total. This is idiotic. But we're also getting it from our own guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this photograph and comparing it with others, and I'm not at all sure we're not dealing with a body double. More about that. I'm seeking to get a professional assessment. Pentagon Chief Lloyd Austin believes that if Ukraine loses the full-scale war with Russia, the latter will be forced to fight the entire North Atlantic alliance. Why? Austin's statement at a U.S. Armed Services Committee hearing, although it focused primarily on Austin's hospitalization, 
Congressman asked questions about how much U.S. military assistance Ukraine requires. He emphasized that the approval of additional funding is important to prevent a situation in a world where one country can withdraw its neighbor's boundaries and illegitimately take over its sovereign territory. This is just idiotic. This is making up. This is not at all faithful to the actual history, which has been reported here again and again and again. It's like focusing on the Iranians taking the American hostages at the embassy in 1979. If you thought that's where the story began, then you might mistakenly infer that Iran struck the first blow when, in fact, it happened in 53. 53. 26 years earlier, when the U.S., Kermit Roosevelt, cousin of Theodore, engineered a coup in Iran to overthrow the democratically elected administration of Mossadegh, who was a really good guy and imposed a tyrannical Shah whose secret police were among the most vicious the world has ever known in imposing a reign of terror on Iran that endured more than 25 years. Give me a break. That's what they do. We're talking about Russia responding to events that began to take a bad turn in 2014 when Victoria Newland engineered that coup and overthrew the democratically elected president of Ukraine who was because he was Russia friendly. Now look at the fix they're in. They've lost 500,000 troops, uh, tanks, or munitions. How can we talk about when, if Ukraine were to lose? Ukraine has already lost. Ukraine has lost. So what the hell is going on here? Well, I had a conversation about an hour ago with a friend with good intel sources, and he tells me Macron, before he became the president of France, was a financial officer for the Rothschild Empire. He's a Rothschild stooge. And that he's been told... Ukraine cannot lose. Well, how can Ukraine cannot lose, not lose when it's already lost? I mean, this is just absurd. And get this, we're going to get there. Turns out that there's a new report about about a German officer that's high-ranking in the German military. Get this, this is... Uh, RT on Rumble. Get this. To discuss this development, I'm now joined live in the studio by RT correspondent Steve Sweeney and former U.S. officer Scott Bennett. Thank you both for making the time to be in the studio with me today. Steve, I'll start with you with these bombshell statements. Won't Germany have to provide some justification? After all, this is a discussion about an attack. I mean, these are quite shocking revelations. The, the transcript that we've uh, we've just heard and that we're seeing now that German uh, top military brass have discussed how to attack and not just attack, but destroy the Crimean Bridge. This, of course, has been a frequent target for Ukraine and its backers. Now, they describe this as uh, a target of strategic and military uh, importance. But obviously, uh, the issue then is that th when does this become 
uh, direct involvement in the Ukraine conflict. This is something that Germany has uh, consistently denied. They're talking about now the supply of the Taurus missile. This is a long-range missile. And how that this can be uh, used to target ammunition dumps as well as the, uh, the, the Crimean Bridge. Now, Olaf Scholz, the German Chancellor, has come under fire from British MPs just recently over his reluctance uh, to supply the, the Taurus uh, missile. And they were criticizing him for actually uh, blowing the cover or, or, or uh, giving away intelligence secrets. Now, this was Alicia Kearns, the, uh, one of the uh, Tory MP, and Tobias Elwood. Both of these are linked to the British military uh, uh, intelligence. So, of course, Germany has... Uh, We'll have to somehow come up with some justification uh, for what we're hearing now. And if you cast your mind back to last year, uh, Baerbock, the uh, German um, defence minister, was talking, of course, about... Um, uh, she made an off-the-cuff statement saying that Germany is at war with Russia. And, of course, that was rolled back uh, very, very quickly. So this is an, a very interesting development. They actually have. Here it is. We need to ensure that from the very beginning, there is no mention that would make us part of the conflict. I am exaggerating a bit, but if we tell the minister now that we plan meetings and we'll drive by car from Poland so that no one notices, that's already participation, and we won't do that. This is Brigadier General Frank Graf of the so German of Air Force. We hear it from uh, the horse's mouth there. Uh, the German top military brass are, are looking at ways really to cover it up and make sure that they're not uh, directly uh, linked, that there is uh, no suggestion or nothing can trace it back to them, that the uh, blame can be pinned on them for being uh, involved in the conflict. This is quite interesting. Let me quickly turn to you, Scott. It turns out Macron was right about sending troops to Ukraine and his NATO allies are just putting on a poker face. Is that how you judge this situation? I judge this as a declaration of war or preparation for a declaration of war by a bunch of incompetent buffoons in France and Germany and these NATO countries. This is not uh, aiding and abetting any Ukrainian Zelensky operation. This is pre-planning for a war, a declaration of war against Russia. That's what an attack on the Crimean Bridge would be. This is what the Germans are uh, lying about when they say uh, through Schultz, oh no, we will not be going to war against Russia. It's a lie. They're preparing to go to war. And they've been caught red-handed. So Russia should send, of course, its UN ambassador in Bosnia to the United Nations to say, be advised, we are now being uh, threatened with war by Germany. We're being threatened by war with France and make it known to the world that Russia will respond with an absolute defense of its people, its territory and its infrastructure that could result in not only World War III, but the annihilation of Germany and every German military person and every French and NATO and British and American person that participates in the declaration of war against Russia. This is not something that Russia is going to play with. NATO and France and Germany thinks that they're playing some sort of a puppet theater. They're not. They're playing deadly games. And I think their own people have been betrayed by Germany so many times, first allowing the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline, and now preparing to go to war that would annihilate most of the population of Germany. So although Russia doesn't want that, this is the inevitability of what an attack on the Crimean Bridge would result in. I think Scott's got it exactly right. Of course, he's a dear colleague. He's in Russia now. He visited the Donbass earlier, and they actually have made a documentary. I'll be mentioning it, Frontline Diary of an American Officer. Putin has warned 
Russia's nuclear arsenal is on full combat alert. You got to understand. Russian President Vladimir Putin in a speech Thursday, yesterday. Russia's nuclear arsenal is on full combat alert. A warning after French President Emmanuel Macron said the idea of NATO deploying troops to Ukraine was not ruled out. The strategic nuclear forces are on full combat alert. The ability to use them is assured. Putin told Russia's Federal Assembly, which includes both chambers of the Russian parliament. Later, in the speech, he specifically addressed talk of NATO sending troops to Ukraine. They're selecting targets to strike on our territory and contemplating the most efficient means of destruction, he said. I believe referring to that very intercepted conversation about launching an attack on the Crimean Bridge. Now they're talking about the possibility of deploying NATO military contingent to Ukraine, but we remember what happened to those who sent contingent to the territory of our country before. Today, any potential aggression will face far graver consequences. He must grasp that we also have weapons. Yes, they know this, as I just said, capable of striking targets on their territory. He said the West was spooking the world with the threat of a conflict involving nuclear weapons, which potentially means the end of civilization. Don't they realize this? I think it's a very good question. Meanwhile, we have Greg Greece with a report about the role of the CIA in instigating war with Russia. Worth listening. Putin has made it clear in several interviews that he is well aware of how U.S. presidents come and go and U.S. policy never changes. Президенты приходят и уходят, а политика не меняется. Знаете почему? Потому что очень сильна власть бюрократии. Вот человека избрали, он приходит с одними идеями, к нему приходят люди с кейсами, хорошо одетые и в темных, как у меня, костюмах, но только не с красным галстуком, а с черным или, или с темно-синим. И начинают объяснять, как нужно делать. Putin is well aware that it is the CIA who directs U.S. policy, and it is the intelligence agencies of NATO countries who have been covertly instigating war with Russia for decades. In the Tucker Carlson interview at the Kremlin, President Putin seemed to be speaking directly to the CIA, twice playfully hinting that Tucker is a representative of the intelligence organization. With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. Who blew up Nord Stream? <laughs> you for sure. I was busy that day. <laughs> Nate, do you have, do you have, uh, I did not pull up Nord Stream. Uh, thank you, though. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi. And the CIA responded to Putin via their New York Times media outlet in the recent article, The Spy War, 
how the CIA secretly helps Ukraine fight Putin. The article admits that the CIA, operating through three different presidential administrations, has transformed the Ukraine into Washington's most important intelligence partners against the Kremlin. They have secretly trained and equipped Ukrainian intelligence officers over the past decade and constructed a network of 12 secret bases along the Russian border used to launch cross-border attacks on Russian territory. This means the CIA is responsible for the attacks on oil refineries and energy infrastructure. The article describes secret underground command centers established near the Russian border, financed and equipped by the CIA. A CIA program called Operation Goldfish enabled Ukrainians to hack into Russian military networks, break into satellites, and decode secret conversations. Two years after the 2014 Western-backed coup in Ukraine, the CIA set up training programs for an elite Ukrainian commando force known as Unit 2245. The CIA trained Ukrainian spies who operate inside of Russia, across Europe, and in other places where Russia operates. The article points out that this operation may have been hidden from Trump. While Trump's rhetoric was friendly to Russia, his administration of anti-Russia war hawks, such as Mike Pompeo and John Bolton, kept Western aggression moving forward, which is what Putin has been pointing out for years. Presidents come and go, and the policy never changes. The article says nothing about the several bioweapons labs that the U.S. admitted to having along Russia's border. Some of these labs were seized by the Russian Federation, who say they are preparing to release a report on them, but have so far remained silent. Putin has made it clear that Russia's actions in Ukraine was in response to decades of hostile U.S.-NATO military expansion on Russian borders, and the CIA is now admitting this to be true. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I think if all InfoWars did were to give Greg Reese reports, it would be well worth a while. Meanwhile, I mentioned the frontline diary of an American officer, Houthis, undeterred by Western weak Biden response, destroy underwater sea cables. I think the West made a huge mistake, UK, US. Houthis had a legitimate bone to pick with Israel. They declared war on Israel. They were only interdicting ships with cargo bound for Israel, all in accordance with international law. But what the U.S. did by attacking the Houthis was precisely the opposite. Violating Yemeni's sovereignty, violating international law, committing war crimes. But that's what the West does. We'll be right back after this break. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. Or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Here's a sleeper story. Breakway Moldovan region of Transnistria asks Russia for protection. This is on the western side of Ukraine, the eastern side of Moldova and Transnistria. They're asking Russia for protection, help due to an economic blockade from Moldova, a declaration adopted by a Congress of deputies. How that would happen is unclear to me. So I mentioned interesting prospect. Meanwhile, you may have already heard 
Israel massacre, starving Palestinians lined up for food aid. Absolutely unbelievable. Israel appears to be spitting in the face of the International Court of Justice, which ruled at the end of January that Israel should stop this. And they're just continuing as before. The Israeli tanks and soldiers have fired on civilians lined up to try to get food. It's just another continuation of the genocide. Taking a look at the way this genocide is continued, it would not happen were it not for U.S. support militarily for the Israeli regime. A Pentagon spokesperson said that Israel has unfettered access to military equipment of all kinds, bombs, you name it. That's happening almost on a daily basis. Doesn't that make the U.S. complicit in this and just as guilty, in my opinion, it does. Meanwhile, Biden has walked back a claim he made that a ceasefire would be reached by Monday, which is pretty ridiculous. As Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called Hamas demands delusional, signaling a hostage deal is not even close. Hope springs eternal, Biden told reporters, asked if he still thought a ceasefire by Monday were possible. I was on the telephone with the people in the region. I'm still probably not by Monday, but I'm hopeful. Hopeful? My God, I mean, this guy's a disgrace. Meanwhile, great variants. Again, another brilliant Oons Review article, Jewish use of atrocity stories attributed to Russian pogroms. The refugees whose impact the series will examine are in the first place the Jews who immigrated to Britain in the late decades of the 19th century. Small numbers already lived in Britain before a much larger wave of Ashkenazi immigration from Eastern Europe occurred over several decades from the 1870s. Immigration was somewhat inhibited by the Alien Act of 1905. As Jews were most of the arriving immigrants at the time, they were the most affected. Still, more continue to arrive, a large number already had today. According to government statistics, Jews number around 300,000 in Britain, somewhat less than half of 1% of the population. At the beginning of the 20th century, a narrative in which these recently immigrated Jews were refugees from Russian persecution and anti-Jewish violence had become commonplace. As David Cesarani has described, this was always largely mythical, going right along with and consistent with the Holocaust narrative, which is a monstrous myth that many people still believe, but really ought to know better. Meanwhile, Mac Blumenfeld... And a video on the evils of the IDF, which are manifest. And, of course, you got to skip past the ads. Here we go. This, this Judge Napolitano. I mean, you just have to see what's going on in Gaza. They're killing children, destroying all of the civilian facilities, the hospitals, the schools. 1.7 million Palestinians living in Gaza have been made homeless, completely displaced. And the idea of saying, so what's there for them to come back? How are they going to live? What are they going to do? No water, no bread, no schools, no hospitals, no facility. This is the plan, ultimately. In a countless 
among a countless number of massacres. Uh, there have been so many that I've lost count, but over 100 have been killed so far. And these were men who were waiting at a spot in northern Gaza where they had hoped that they would be able to receive bags of flour. They had been using animal feed to keep their families alive for the past two months in an area that is completely besieged by the Israeli military, where they've all been ordered to leave permanently, where their homes have been mostly destroyed. And they knew that they faced danger and death. But if you're a father, you're going to go out and try to quell the hunger pains of your children, no matter what. And as they arrived, they were shelled by tanks and killed as uh, aid trucks were scheduled to arrive, the rare aid truck. Israel is in damage control mode. It's now claiming that they died from a stampede and were shot by looters or criminal bands. And the fact is, and it took a situation you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth what would you say if i told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company and it would pay for itself in just six weeks when pigs fly the new ease off model easy 4 replaces old spring style carcass droppers and is faster safer and more reliable the Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family Will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality product. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States 
is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. a good one from Citizen Watch Report. Why are billionaires selling off stock and building massive survival bunkers? If you want to determine what people believe, don't listen to what they say. Rather, closely watch what they actually do. In recent days, the stock market had been hovering near all-time record highs. Business leaders have been assuring us that good days are ahead. Meanwhile, however, many of our most famous billionaires have been doing things indicating they are extremely concerned what is about to come. For example, during the first two months of this year, January and Feb, remember, this is just the first day of March, Jeff Bezos, Jamie Dimon, and Mark Zuckerberg have all sold big chunks of shares in their own companies. So what in the world's going on there? You figure it out. Meanwhile, and we're not for this these latest developments in NATO, I had to suppose this was where I was going to begin today. We can't wait. Speaker Johnson demands action on the border during an intense meeting coming from the uh, Times. I reminded the president and all involved that the number one issue in America is that open border. House Speaker... Mike Johnson, as described, reports that he was confronted by congressional leaders during an intense meeting over government funding and aid to Ukraine at the White House on February 27th as pretty accurate. Speaking of Fox, on Feb 28th, Johnson was asked by anchor Sean Hannity if there were a truth to the reports. The Republican lawmakers explained he was definitely at odds with congressional leaders over the crisis at the southern border, among other issues, during the meeting. Well, their reports are pretty accurate. They said I was on an island by myself, and it was me versus everyone else in the room, Mr. Johnson said. What the liberal media doesn't understand, Sean, is that if you're here in Washington and you're described as a leader that's on an island by themselves, it probably means you're staying with the American people. Bear in mind. Migration 
the border is the number one issue on the minds of voters today. Number one. Meanwhile, Johnson reiterates his position. We will give nothing to Ukraine until the American border is secure. Schumer is panicked. Says Ukraine comes first. Breaking. Speaker Mike Johnson tells reporters of his White House meeting on the $60 billion Ukraine funding supplemental. It was frank and honest, and I had one-on-one for a period of time with the president, he and I, in the Oval Office. My purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. The first priority of the country is our border, making sure it's secure. I believe the president can take executive authority right now to change that. And I told him that again today in person. Meanwhile, he reveals the excuse Biden gave him in private for not taking action, adding it's just not true. Speaker Johnson revealed Biden blamed Mexico for inaction on the border. Speaking with Hannity, explained that while meeting with Biden, he informed the president of what executive action he can take to alleviate the border crisis. But, according to Johnson, Biden denied that he can take executive action to reinstate Trump-era policies like remain in Mexico because Mexican officials oppose the policies. The president has the executive authority to fix it right now. I told him at the White House yesterday, one-on-one and in the group, I told him, Mr. President, if you just issue an executive order, the states remain in Mexico, sir. Your agents told it would reduce the flow by 70%, almost overnight, because the message would go out there to the world. Don't waste your life savings on a cartel. They're not going to be able to get you over the line. Stay where you are. Stay in Mexico. Stay in a safe third country. But, of course, the Democrats want this to happen. They want massive flooding. Meanwhile, Biden fumes his age concerns threaten his 2024 run. The Biden admin and their 2024 campaign crew are steaming mad at the media for harping on President Biden's age, according to a report. Team Biden is bowling over because polls are showing many Americans are worried about the president being too old for the job. Remember, that's just a kind way of saying too incompetent, too too mentally deficient, too stupid, too inadequate. Biden, however scoffs at the age critique and targets Trump. In a recent appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers, and some of these talk show hosts are just pathetic. I mean, they're just tools of the administration. They exercise no independent thought whatsoever. Even some who in the past have been brilliant have turned out to be wimps. Biden has dismissively waved away concern about his age. Take a look at the other guy, he says, being none other than his likely opponent, former President Trump. At 81, Biden brushes off worries about his age, pointing out Trump is only four years younger. He went on to say it's about how old your ideas are, taking a not so 
subtle dig at Trump policies, which he claimed belonged to the past. Well, that's just silly. That's just ridiculous. Meanwhile, far more significant Breitbart, White House physician, Biden suffers from neuropathy and feet and stiffened gait. President Biden continues to suffer from neuropathy in his feet and a stiffened gait. White House physician Kevin O'Connor reported after the president's annual physical. The health challenges may explain why he struggles to remain upright. Biden tripped, tumbled, and stumbled at least five times in 2023. Peripheral neuropathy reverse any condition that affects the nerves inside your brain or spinal cord. It can happen for several reasons, from trauma to infection to inherited conditions. There are also many possible symptoms, many causes, forms, or symptoms are treatable. But this can vary widely from person to person, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Much of the stiffness in his gait is a result of degenerative wear and tear, osteoarthritic changes of his spine, a combination of significant spinal arthritis, post-fracture foot arthritis, and a sensory foot peripheral neuropathy of the feet, explanation for his subtle gait changes. Dr. Mark Siegel, professor of medicine, GWU, suggests that a link could exist between his physical health and his cognitive ability, which is virtually non-existent. Meanwhile, Biden became a laughingstock after he made this mind-blowing confession about 2024. As it stands right now, Biden's in big trouble leading into the election. Former President Trump has a narrowly nationally and most critical battleground state. He's now pulling stronger than Biden than at any point in the 2020 election cycle. Biden still remains upbeat. During a conference, Biden-Dola conference, audience, nine world leaders told him he has to beat Trump in November's election. He claimed these unnamed world leaders told him democracy would be in danger in their countries if Trump won. How absurd is that? Democracy's in trouble right here at home because of Biden. He's not going to do any good to any other country. Quite the opposite. Meanwhile, Trump says, again, the Epic Times, Democrats spreading disinformation after Biden remarks. Trump stressed he had been addressing Mercedes Schlapp, not his wife Melania, during CPAC. Former President Trump has accused Democrats of spreading disinformation about him after President Biden claimed the businessman forgot the name of his wife, Melania Trump. In a video posted to Truth Social on February 28, Trump took aim at radical left Democrats, who he said are at it again, Consistently making up stories about me because their candidate is a mental and physical basket case. There's never been anything like it. He's also the worst president in the history of our country. He went on a very poorly rated show last night and talked about Donald Trump and his wife. The Republican candidate was referencing his interview with Seth Meyers on February 26th. During the appearance, he quipped that Trump, despite having 
nearly the same age as the 81-year-old, can't even remember his wife's name. This is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. He wasn't even talking about Melania. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court hands a gift to Trump. And here's why it's a big problem for Jack Smith. This is on blaze. The Supreme Court hand-delivered Donald Trump a big win Wednesday. Legal expert Jeffrey Tubman, by no means a Republican, agreed the Supreme Court's decision to hear the former president's argument that presidential immunity protects him from criminal prosecution is a gift. Whether or not the court ultimately agrees with him, it's a gift, Tubman explained, because a timeline almost certainly means there will not be a trial before Election Day. Here's Tubman tweeting, SCOTUS ruling is a gift to Trump, even if the justices ultimately rule against him on immunity. A decision in late June makes a D.C. trial on January 6th issued nearly impossible. March 25th, New York City trial, Stormy Daniels will be the only Trump criminal trial before Election Day. After indicting Trump last August on four charges related to election interference, Special Counsel Smith wanted to begin trial in January. But U.S. District Judge Tanya Churkin thought that timeline did not give Trump sufficient time to prepare his defense. She ultimately set a trial date for March 4th, the day before Super Tuesday. But the trial was derailed in December when Trump appealed Cherkin's ruling that presidential immunity did not protect him in the case. That appeal immediately halted court proceedings and remained stalled now for more than two months. I assure you that the alleged election interference, where Trump was seeking to ensure that we had fair and impartial elections in accordance with the Constitution, was fulfilling his obligation under oath to see that the laws are faithfully executed in my judgment, and I'm confident the Supreme Court will find as well, Trump cannot be sued for the exercise of his duties as President of the United States. Think of the absurd consequences if that were possible. Virtually every time one party or another disagrees with a presidential ruling, they could haul him into court. No, the Supremes won't allow that to happen. Meanwhile, an Illinois judge has barred Trump from the state primary ballot, even though a ruling is yet to come from the Supreme Court. This is bad. I dare say Illinois seems to me to set an extremely poor example in multiple different respects. A judge in Illinois ruled Wednesday to bar former President Trump from the state Republican primary ballot, alleging his action during the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Cook County Circuit Judge Tracy Porter sided with Illinois voters who argued the former president should be disqualified from the March 19th primary ballot and its November 5th general election ballot for violating the anti-insurrection clause of the U.S. Constitution 14th Amendment. That has been so thoroughly dissected already, even right off the bat by a wonderful article in American Thinker. Unbelievable. That's not going to be held upheld on appeal. 
On the other hand, here is an appeal denied. Unconstitutional seizure of private property continues. This is 100% fed up.com. In a recent unconstitutional move, Judge Errol Singh denied President Trump's request to halt the collection of the $454 billion until his appeals go through. To stop enforcement, Trump was supposed to bond up the full amount of the penalty accrued in the judgment of his bogus civil fraud. Here's Paul Davis tweeting, wow. New York Appellate Division is making Trump pay the $464 billion pending appeal. Absolutely insane. Appeals court approved partial stay for Trump, requiring $464 million to appeal. This is election interference, plain and simple. Certain bureaucrats don't like Trump, so they're going out of their way to cause him financial trouble in the hope it derails his campaign. Trump supporters rightly called this out as crooked as soon as they saw the ruling. Indeed. Meanwhile, Judge Engeron, who is the guy who found Gil Trump guilty, even though there were no victims, even though the bankers were happy, even though they made their own assessment of the property values, even though Trump had done nothing that was out of the ordinary, even though they made money with Trump, even though they'd like to continue doing business with Trump because it's very successful, this judge is exposed on a creepy hidden video camera at a gym. Undercover footage captured by James O'Keefe has exposed Judge Arthur Engron's true colors, bringing to light some very unsettling behaviors. Judge Engron, who fined President Trump over $354 million and banned him from running businesses in New York for three years, is now facing backlash for allegations of inappropriate and creepy behavior at the Jimmy Frequence. Having heard rumors of Engron creeping out local women at the gym, James O'Keefe decided to verify the claim by working out alongside of the 76-year-old judge at Equinox Gym in Great Neck, New York. In his expose, O'Keefe included footage sent in from a source showing the judge's creepy interaction with a much younger woman and at one point gestured for Engron to back off. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth in, say, gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food. Seeing that the dollar is cheap, that's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And yet gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in the crisis, gold a valuable thing to store, the power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the Ides of Rare Coin Dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. Help. When I was younger, so much younger than today. Anybody's help in any way Now but now these days are gone I'm not so self-assured Now I find a change my mind I'll open up the doors Help me if you can I'm feeling down And I do appreciate you being around Help me get my feet back on the ground Quite a few stories I'm unable to review in detail. House Oversight releases Hunter Biden transcript. Hunter admitted Biden is the big guy. Stems in disarray, no shoe in 2024, base board by Biden. Trump drops a big hint this woman is his favorite to be vice president. Not to say I told you so, but they're talking about Tulsi Gabbard. Exclusive, former Biden aide paid Fannie Willis deputy DA Jeff DeSantis $131,000 in 2023. The corruption involved there is just bursting at the seams. Black Americans are fed up with Biden's open border policies. Get this. Even Eric Adams wakes up. Time to deport criminal migrants. This is the mayor of New York City. In a shocking turn of events, Mayor Eric Adams of New York City, a Democrat whose long championed sanctuary city policies seem to have had a change of heart, 
When it comes to illegal immigrants committing felonies or violent acts at a recent town hall meeting, Adams indicated he believed there should be modifications to the sanctuary city law to allow for the deportation of those who break the law. Finally, some common sense in sanctuary city madness. Here's another. This is a good one. Democrats are toast. New poll shows huge shift. A fresh survey has shown former President Trump has defeated Biden in Wisconsin, a worrying of control of all seven crucial swing states. This comes only a day after a poll showed him unseating Biden in Michigan. The Republican is leading the Democrat by three points, 45 to 42 in Wisconsin. The state Biden won by one point in 2020 after Trump won in 2016 to complete his stunning triumph over Hillary Rodham Clinton. This information comes from Emerson College polling on the Hill. When an independent like Robert Kennedy enters the race, Trump's lead increases to 41 to 37 in Wisconsin. Kennedy's takes a point off the survey since January. Biden's support has declined by three points, while Trump has climbed by one. As per interactive polls, Trump now leads Joe Biden among all seven swing states, Michigan, Nevada, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. The economy is the main concern in Wisconsin. Trump is a favorite to address it. According to MSR Executive Director Spencer Kimball, voters who perceive the economy to be the number one issue break for Trump over Biden 57 to 24. He said Trump's legal issues and Biden's advancing age are contributing factors. We'll be right back and I'll take your call. simple with Colorado Shilaji. Fact bit number two. In Ayurvedic pharmacology, Shilaji is the king Raza Yoga Vahayana. Razayana is one of the comprehensive disciplines of Ayurveda. It comprises of specialized uses of herbal minerals to achieve the optimum state of health. Razayana is a path to achieve homeostasis and thus retarding the process of aging and the prevention of diseases. Shilaji stands alone as the king herbal mineral over all other earth-made substances. Within Razayana, Shilaji is the ultimate substance that improves quality of plasma and blood. Thus, it strengthens and promotes health to all tissues of the body. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is as the literal Sanskrit translation implies. Shilaji is the conqueror of mountains and the destroyer of weakness. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.